And we so easily discount the smallness of the steps. And it doesn't take anything more than that to put you on a completely different timeline to introduce you to somebody who's going to change your life to hit, you know, have an opportunity pop up that's going to really propel you forward. It just takes time and patience and small steps. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 261, what to do to live life on your own terms with Tiffany Paul. So today we're talking to CEO and podcast host Tiffany all about creating a life that you truly love. She's somebody who is caught in between what she should do versus what she actually wanted to do. And she made some really brave decisions and pivots to get in alignment with what felt good to her for her life. So if you're looking to create more happiness, success, and truly live life on your own terms, this is an episode that you're absolutely going to love. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. I'm so excited to have this time with you and to hear more about your journey to creating a life that you love. Yes, I'm so excited to chat all the things living the dream, right? Yes. So our podcasts are very similar. Yours is absolutely incredible. I had the honor of being on it as well. And so I know there's a lot of synchronicities with our work, but I feel like one of the things that differentiates people is their story. That's obviously something that's unique to you. So why don't you take us back? Tell us how you jumped into all of this incredible personal development stuff and started, I think you have multiple businesses now. So let us know how that all began. Yeah. So I grew up in a small Minnesota town and I always dreamed of one day moving to like a big city like LA or New York. I didn't come from a lot of money, like very financially insecure. So to me, living the dream in my mind was always living in a big city, you know, eventually making the six figure salary. And I always have had a vision of being a top executive for a big company. And, you know, my dream did come true. I got a job with the largest consumer goods company in the world out of college. I worked with them for 10 years, but about halfway through, I started kind of questioning things like I had finally made the six figure salary. I liked my job, but it was still something was missing in my life. And by then I was married. I had two kids and I started looking at my life and I'm kind of feeling guilty. Like on paper, I have everything that society tells me should make me happy. Even on the side, I had a side hustle and I, for years, just kind of plugged along and just told myself I should be happy and quieted those whispers within me that said there's something more. Like I said, I had a side hustle in the travel space. That was my first business. We, I had invented a product called the sleeper scarf, which was a two-in-one scarf and neck pillow. I created it because I hated carrying around those bulky neck pillows and all my business trips. So I was like, a scarf is so much more chic. And eventually I took the leap to being a full-time entrepreneur in 2019. So I left for the travel business, which completely came to a halt in 2020. So I had a multiple six-figure annual business that went to $0 overnight. I'd also downsized my entire life to make this leap. 
And that meant our entire lifestyle, our cars, our house, just the way we lived our life. And so it was devastating when you take that leap towards what you think was going to be like your dream life only to kind of have it come crashing down. But the bright side is, is that it really caused me to start questioning everything. Like what does living the dream look like and going beyond just achievement, success and money and titles and businesses? Like, what is it really about? And so that was where the Dream Life podcast was born from that rock bottom moment to be like, let's have a conversation about creating a life that we love while simultaneously reaching for those big dreams. So that's kind of my story and where where we meet today. Amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. And one of the things I love is just your honesty about kind of what happened over the last year or so, because I think so many people can relate to that. I'm not sure, you know, how many people listening started a business or went all in on a business in the last few years, but I know many people who have had to pivot and just change and look for that bright side. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about how you started the podcast. Was that something that was always part of the mission or tell us more how that began? So my first pivot was actually into my second business, which is called Slept. It's a curated sleep marketplace where I put together all my favorite things for sleep in effort to, you know, revive my income. But as any business owner knows, it takes time to create money, uh, a financially successful business, you know, there's a lot of investment and foundational structures that need to be put into place. And so at that moment where I was like, I'm kind of starting all over again, this doesn't feel fun. I mean, it was exciting to launch a business, but I needed something to kind of fuel my soul to feel like I was doing something that I just loved each and every day. And so that's where the podcast was born. It was, I launched the second business in 2020. I launched the podcast at the beginning of January, 2021 to be like, I need to be patient. And I also feel like processing in real time, how impatient I was feeling and how frustrated I was with, you know, how I had to start over again and how, you know, my worst case scenario had come true. I just was born out of a place to do something that I love. And for so long, I always justified that anything I did with my time had to have an ROI. And as a mom of two, as you know, somebody who at one time had a job, two under two and a business, like my time was very calculated and scheduled out. And it had to be like, I was optimizing every hour of every day. And it needed to have an ROI in some way, shape or form. And so this was the first time I really gave myself permission to just do something I love. And I wanted to do it just because, as you know, like the podcasting takes a lot of time and energy. And it's something that's like a long game if you ever want to make money from it. And I'm not a coach and I don't have courses or things like that to sell. It's really just a labor of love. And it's opened up my eyes to just realizing how often so many of us push down uh, doing things that we love and instead just reserving our time for just the things that we have to do. And from that space, it's really kind of liberated me to live a life that I love. And if we're really talking about living the dream, To me, that looks like living life on my own terms and living life on my own terms means doing more of what I love. So it started out as just a passion project, but it's really grown into something that's helped me define what does living the dream look like for me. Yeah, that's so true. And I find at least for me personally, if I'm not doing something that I love, then I start to get resentful and I obviously just don't feel good. I don't feel happy. And that kind of feeds into everything that I'm doing, which is not exactly a recipe for success. 
Yep. Beautiful. So one of the things I'm curious about is your dream of the six figure milestone. And I resonate with that because when I first started my business, that was like the Holy grail. That was what I wanted. And I don't know what it is about six figures. I guess we're taught that that's a lot of money growing up, but it's actually not, especially when you have taste that I have. Yeah. I quickly realized like that was not enough. So I'm curious to know what was it about your job itself? Was it that you didn't feel fulfilled anymore? Was it that you were working too much? Did you realize it wasn't enough money? What was it that gave you that indication that you needed to go down a different path? So the hardest part about it is that logically it actually didn't make any sense why I would want something more. Generally, I liked my job. I was good at it. I had a lot of flexibility. I worked from home. I had great benefits, like all the things. And that's why it took me so long to come to terms with the fact that your dreams aren't always logical. Your dreams come from the heart, from the soul. Like it speaks in feelings, not language. So it was just simply a feeling that I could not get rid of. And I think that there's something that keeps coming up for you, a vision, an idea, a dream, that's your soul, that's your heart. And it oftentimes it doesn't make the most logical sense, especially because we do live in a world that tells us living the dream looks like X, Y, Z. And so going back to the six figure comment, that's like a perfect example of just a message that we hear over and over and over again. And we don't even question it really. We're like, this is what it is. This is what I want. And then you get there and you're like, okay, cool. Like, so now what? And like you said, it actually isn't the level of money you need, especially if you have kids, especially if you want to buy a home or travel, have financial freedom. You actually need much more than that. I think for many people, if you're really like live, like dreaming large, right? Like that will give you a nice stable home. And that's what I had, had a beautiful home, childcare, clothes, a car, like definitely like stability, but I wasn't like on a yacht somewhere. And not that you need that. But the point is, is that I, I think that when you stop to question, a lot of the things you're doing and you say, why am I actually doing this? Is it something I actually want? Is it something that's actually making me happy versus is it a story that society told me? Is it a story that I took on for myself at a small age, like myself? Like I just early on, not growing up with a lot of money, looked to the movies or media or whatever, and just decided this would be my dream. And I kind of never questioned it again until, you know, much farther down the road. And so when we stop to question, is this dream still in alignment for me? Is this still a dream that lives within me? It's the questioning that, that the answers exist, but the answers are not always logical. Sometimes it's just as simple as, do you want to do this or do you not? And sometimes we outgrow our dreams. Sometimes we evolve into different versions of ourselves. And that's normal, right? Like everything in nature evolves. So of course we evolve to stick to a single dream your entire life is probably realistically, not going to be the most fulfilling path for most people. We just don't really know any other way because that's the story that's told all in on one thing, one dream, climb the corporate ladder, do the thing, like grind it out. Don't give up forever and ever and ever more. And then you'll reach it. No one's like, you could have five dreams in a lifetime. Totally. And I love this part around your dreams, not being realistic. And I actually get really excited when I get a download or some sort of hit that's completely not realistic because then I know it's not actually from me. It's like, yeah. That's been given to me because this makes absolutely no sense, but I really want it or I really want to do it or whatever. Yeah. And like just moving, like moving to London, that did not make logical sense. And, you know, a lot of the things that I've done over the last 10 years. And so then, you know, you're being guided because it's really, it's not you. Right. Because if your if your dream makes too much sense, you're thinking too hard about it. Like it's coming from, it 
it's potentially coming from your ego mind, the party that wants to feel safe, the party that wants to feel special or important or follow the societally given handbook of how to do the dream. And it makes logical sense. But if you're actually living like within your heart and soul, it's many times in your life, not every time, sometimes it'll make logical sense, but many times the dreams will just surprise you. And I actually, when my life was looking too linear and too like on track to like my own mind given plans, I'm like, Hmm, I think I need to stop and tune in because if it's going to according to plan, like I believe that there is a greater plan, a wilder plan than like my little egocentric, you know, mind because humans, we love comfort and like safety. And that's where we operate from even subconsciously. And so if my dreams are making too much sense, I always like, like to check in and say like, (laughs) is there a voice that I'm kind of squashing down in the background? So what did you do in that, you know, halfway period when you were in your job, you started to get this inkling that there was something more, what were some of the first steps that you took for anyone who finds themselves in that place? Yeah, it was just taking action. Like I said, it was just this product idea I had. And I was like, well, this make me a million dollars or be the reason I leave my corporate job. I didn't care. I just followed the breadcrumbs and I just got started. And that's, I think, where the magic begins and ends. Like following one breadcrumb at a time, going back to the logical part, like you don't need to see like the end goal. We're so obsessed with goals and metrics and I get it, right? And I'm a huge advocate of having big visions and goals because they give you something to shoot for and they propel us forward and they, they feel good to hit goals. But at the same time, like, I really feel like just following like one breadcrumb at a time. And for me, that looked like creating a product, selling a product, like learning how to manufacture it, getting my website up. It's just one step at a time. And then suddenly you look back on your entire life and you're like, wow, I've created so much success or so many, you know, businesses or opportunities or experiences for myself. I I've actually been quite fascinated with that recently where you, if you actually stop and look at the ways taking action in small ways, like introduces you to one person or gives you a whole other experience. And if you start to connect the dots on all the little tiny things that you've done in your life and how it shifted your life so much that you can't even realize it unless you stop and reflect on it. If I had never done the small thing, I wouldn't have done the next thing. And the next thing you are literally putting yourself on a completely different timeline by taking these small actions forward versus if you just did nothing at all. And we so easily, discount the smallness of the steps. And it doesn't take anything more than that to put you on a completely different timeline to introduce you to somebody who's going to change your life to hit, you know, have an opportunity pop up that's going to really propel you forward. It just takes time and patience and small steps. And so did it take you a full five years while you were building the product stuff on the side to actually resign from the job? Yep. So I lost money on my business the first three years, because most businesses take three years to even make money, especially in the product-based business, because as you grow, you have to keep investing in inventory. So I chose, because I had the salary coming from my corporate job, I chose to just continually invest in more inventory and more infrastructure and a team and a warehouse and bigger orders and all the things. So I actually was like losing money and not even breaking even until the third year. And so the fourth year, fifth year are really about proving that I could create a profitable business. And then from that point, seeing a trajectory towards, um, you know, a salary for myself that I could leave the job. So for me, it definitely took five years because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know anybody who had a business. I only had a network of corporate friends, corporate employees, my husband's in corporate. Like I didn't know anybody. I had one friend who had a clothing line, I guess, is the one person I knew. So 
I used her in Google. And I think the more connected you are, the more resources you have to maybe help you along the way, you can get there faster. But for me, it was really an opportunity to just take my time and learn and enjoy the process. Yeah, that's so smart as well that you used your salary as essentially your business investor. And I think so many people are so quick to want to leave their job that they forget about the benefit of having the money coming in and what that can do to propel you forward and give you the time to test out the vision, test out the product and all of those things so that then you're set up to take the leap. Yeah. And I also even want to point out that, okay, that's the most logical steps, right? And look, I took the most logical steps and my business completely did not work out because of the pandemic, right? And I know that's like the worst case scenario, but I also just want to, again, point to the fact that we can make all the plans we want and be logical and do the things And this is not a guarantee for success. And the reason I'm trying to emphasize that point is that I've done so much of what, you know, another business coach says I should do, or a book says I should do, or my entrepreneur friend says I should do. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Like business is not linear. If it was so easy, everyone would do it. If it was just, here's the how-to guide to build a business, we would all do it. And so we can learn and be inspired from little bits and pieces of everybody's journey. But from that, we're going to be creating our own unique journey filled with things that made logical sense and things that just came intuitively from ourselves, from test and learn, from trial and error, from luck. And it's just not as logical and linear as I think so many of us want because we want to know the outcome. We want to know we're going to be okay. We want success and we want to create our dream life. Yeah. And to your point, like, although the one thing, the one business venture might not have worked out, you're still here. We're having this conversation. You started a really successful podcast. You have other things in the works. So for the person who's afraid to even start, you know, it might be that your worst case scenario is the thing fails, but even if that happens, you're still resilient and you're going to come up with another idea, or you're going to put yourself out there. It's going to lead to the thing that you're actually meant to do. So there's actually nothing to be scared of when we look at it from that perspective. A hundred percent. Like you will, from a challenge or setback, either learn a lesson or, you know, you will, that failure will point you in the direction of like the next thing. And I had this like visual one day in a meditation after my business had fallen that I had seen this, you know, leap that I made from corporate America and this business, there was like, a, it was like the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, I'm making it, I'm doing it. I'm living my dream life. And obviously when everything collapsed, it was devastating. And in this meditation, I like backed up in this circle that I had seen as like a tunnel actually was a whole line of like stepping stones. And what I had thought was like my final destination was just merely in this meditation. And of course, in my life, I can say it's true, just a stepping stone to the next thing, which was slept, which then inspired Dream Life Podcast. It's just, it's all stepping stones. So there is no failure, just like a direction, a redirection or a lesson. And so when you really alleviate that, I think it can take away a lot of fear because fear is the most common thing I I think holding most of us back, fear of the unknown, fear that we're not capable enough, strong enough, smart enough, connected enough, whatever enough. And when you just release the fear that this has to be the thing, not only does it make it easier to do it, it makes it more fun. I think the thing that's so interesting about fear as well is that all of the things that you just described are learned fears. We actually only are born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises, which is so interesting. Yeah. And so if we think about it from that perspective, if we learned it once, we can unlearn it. 
it and choose uh-huh. to take different action. Oh, for sure. And I think that's the hardest part. Like when I took the leap from corporate America, I quickly found myself at battle with myself, like more than ever before, because the fears had all risen up within me because I'm like, what if this doesn't work? Or, you know, I was investing so heavily to make sure it worked. And I think just becoming aware and seeing those fears for what they are, is just Mm -hmm. your mind playing tricks on you and just to act anyways and know that I think everybody's afraid. And even if you've mastered the mind in one way, I think something all, it's like a tricky little specimen we got up there is always something, an insecurity, a doubt, just a bad day is all it takes. And so to wait for the perfect mindset or to wait for no fear is not realistic. You could definitely work on your mindset, but I think just knowing that your mind is kind of uh, predispositioned for fear because it's trying to keep you alive and away from harm. Just seeing it for what it is versus taking it as truth. Yeah, I love that. So we've talked a lot of it, a lot about career and starting a business. I'm curious to know, what were the other steps that you took to create your dream life? Yeah, I think for me, after starting my second business, a major shift within me was this desire to go slowly. I really had always been of the mindset that fast was best, being first to market, especially with like a patented product, you know, just really blitzing the market with my first um, business was the way to be. And obviously within consumer goods, like fast was always the best. And what I came to realize is that when you go so fast, you really miss out on so much of life and you really put so much pressure on yourself to do the next thing and do more and uh, hit those targets. And I just became obsessed with this idea of how can I still reach for big dreams and have big goals, but still enjoy my life along the way. And the best solution I came up with was this mindset around giving myself permission to move slowly and just saying no to more, setting goals that also led to financial success, but also a quality of life that would allow me to be more present with my kids and enjoy my time outside of work that I wasn't stressing and worrying and taking on less and being okay with just growing slowly and in all in an effort to just enjoy my life because to me I was no longer willing to sacrifice my life in the here and now in exchange for a final outcome which I had learned the hard way is never guaranteed no matter how much you plan no matter how much the trends and forecasts say that you know you're on track like you just never know a lawsuit a natural event an emergency you just have no idea if that outcome is going to come forward and so to me I thought slowing down so that I can enjoy my life was essential for me in creating a life that I loved living. Yeah, that's so interesting. And for the first time ever this year, I've been saying the phrase slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. And, you know, right, me but, either. <laughs> yeah. And yet it's so true for so many reasons. And, and I think it's so important what you just said about slowing down to actually be able to enjoy your life and to be able to not miss things and to just, yeah, be able to be in the moment as well. Because if we're constantly thinking about moving faster and what's coming next, that's, you know, being in the future and not actually in the here and now. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, it's so hard to leave our business behind. So I was like, okay, I'm always going to think about business because it's my baby. Right. So just to take on less and and set goals that don't stress me out or hire support so that I can walk away with more confidence, even if that meant less money to me, I'm living a better life as a result. And to me, I'm placing a higher value on that than achieving those goals and talking about slow and steady. Like most people 
I see are so exhausted and burnt out. Like that is not sustainable. So we, in my mind, I'll just say for myself, I may be feeling like I'm doing less, achieving less, or I'm behind because I'm going slower. But I think that long-term having the energy to keep going is more important than going there fast, burning out and quitting and having a mental breakdown. Totally. Love it. So there's a few things that you sent over before this podcast that really caught my attention that I feel are a bit polarizing. And I want to ask you about them. Let's do it. So let's get real. So one of the things that you said is that you believe the old definition of living, living the dream is hurting us. Can you share more? Yeah. Again, because it's oftentimes a singular definition of what it means to live the dream. And it's often these external factors of success, a job, money, a house, certain family, a certain body. And it's all external. And so not only is it, you know, based on final outcomes, as we discussed, which are not guaranteed, and it takes you out of the present moment. I also think it's just this superficial way to live our lives and also singular. And if you look at the research behind happiness, the things that actually make us happy, like money does buy happiness to a certain extent. Absolutely. I've grown up without money. I've had money. I've gone back and forth and I 100% love money and have big dreams for more money. But the thing is, is that the things that actually make us happy are connection, time with friends and family, acts of service, things like fitness and sleep and taking good um, care of ourselves, experiences. And so again, money can buy you a trainer and good food and uh, a trip. So, and and a, a beautiful party with friends. So again, not discounting it, but I think that when you start to dig into what everybody truly wants and is going to make us happy in life, it's so much more than the cookie cutter definition. And at the end of my podcast, I ask all of my guests, the question is, what is your definition of living the dream? And nobody says what I just said to you. That's society's definition. What we actually want is this feeling of freedom. We want to show up each and every day to be ourselves. We want to, we want time with our friends and our family. We want to be more present. We want to, you know, eat good food and laugh. And that is what most of us actually desire. Yet we spend our life chasing this definition that is put in front of us. And also we are so nuanced and different. So to think that we would all want this one definition, like why are there not 29 definitions? And I'm not saying there's not just one, there are variances, but I think it's just singular nature and superficial nature. It takes away from what life is really about. Hmm. I love that. And when it comes to the money piece, what we do with our clients that I think is exactly what you're talking about is we get clear on what their desires actually are and how much money it's going to cost to buy organic or take the trip or throw the party or whatever it is, because it's not about the money. It's about what you can do with that. And some people think, oh, I need a seven figure business or seven figure salary. And when they break it down, actually their dream life, it's a different amount of money that's required, maybe less, maybe more. And so I think it's so important that you get clear around what happiness and success is to you. And then you can put, you know, a, a number towards a, a number next to that and say, this is what it's going to cost. But the focus on is on the things that you desire, because we also don't know what it feels like to have seven figures or multi seven figures until we get there. But we know what it feels like to have more time with the kids or to take the trip. And so our mind can understand it. And subconsciously, we're able to bring that reality in much quicker. Mm hmm. Yep. Love it. Okay. Next one you said is why, or you believe that the advice start with why is often holding us back from enjoying the journey. Tell us more. 
Yeah, I think that there's this advice that I'm we hear over and over again, at least in the business community, whether I was in corporate or entrepreneur, is start with why and reconnect to your why. And when you actually ask it, most people's why are, again, it's tied to this final outcome. If I want to make a big difference in the world. I want financial freedom for my family. And so again, when you attach to these final outcomes, naturally, we start to torture ourselves in the journey because we're like, we're not there yet. I don't have the financial freedom. I don't have the yacht, the house. And so what is the point of all this? And so we spend our lives exhausted and berating ourselves about how we're not, you know, doing enough or, and we're not giving ourselves credit for all that we have done. I think that it's just this attachment to the final outcome. And I also think a lot of people are stuck in doing things that they don't even like to do and attempt to get to this why. And I think a better question would be to start with what, as in what do you actually want to do in the like famous Ted talk around start with why the idea was the example given was Apple or Mac or whatever. And it was like, why is because we want to break the status quo and we want to, you know, help you break the status quo. Okay. That's a beautiful why, but there are so many different avenues that you could take to fulfill that. Why do you want to make computers? Do you want to be a life coach? Do you want to be a corporate employee? And I just think so many people get caught up in like, but my why, I really feel so strongly in the why that they forget to even ask themselves, like, are you happy doing what you want to do? Do you actually want to do this job? Do you actually want to be an entrepreneur? And so I just think why is half of the equation. I think it's necessary, but I think really getting clear on what to actually want to do and enjoying what you do each and every day so that we're not missing out on the here and now for some out there why is just a missing part of the conversation. Oh, I agree. And we even see that with our students who come in and want to build businesses. And I tell them, even my high level clients, like, I'd rather you shut this all down and be happy than stay in a business that's making you miserable. A hundred percent. I see it all the time. People are not happy being entrepreneurs, but they're not quite sure what else to do because society basically says like, get a job or have your own business. It is challenging. I struggle too sometimes with, I don't know what to tell you, but the thing is only we can find those answers or create those opportunities. And my husband's even considering doing his own, own thing recently. And he's like, why aren't you cheering me on more? I'm like, because this is a decision like you need to like want to do, not because you should do it, not because it looks cool, not because it's going to make you a million dollars. Like you need to want your own business. And I don't ever want to be responsible for pushing somebody into something they don't want to do simply because it's the logical next sense, or you have the client base, or it'd be a huge money opportunity. You need to want to do it at least on some level, because at the end of the day, there's so much within a business, even you love that you have to do that you don't want to do like accounting and putting off fires and whatever it is. So there's enough stuff that we all have to show up to do each and every day that we don't want to do. If you don't even ask yourself the question of what do you want to do? And what would you like? Then your whole life is spent doing things that you just don't want to do. Totally. And I feel that there is a way, like there's always a way to adjust something or to pivot so that you can create happiness and get the results that you want. I mean, even my husband, he does not want a massive company like I have. So right. he's found a way to do what he loves. It's just a different way. And so I think that there's all, if you actually tune in, then you'll be able to allow yourself to find the solution versus trying to, you know, fit that square peg into the round hole and obviously not get the results that you want either because you're not happy and the energy going into what you're doing is not in alignment. 
Exactly. I start with what you want to do. It's a good place to start. And I think if you're having trouble connecting to like, what do I actually want to do? What was helpful for me is what did I like to do as a child? And for me, that was like speaking. And that was part of the reasons I gave myself permission to start my podcast because I was so uh, disconnected from even what I wanted to do. And now that I'm doing it again, I'm like, of course, I love to connect with people and have these conversations. Uh, but we forget to even ask ourselves, what do you want to do? Because most of us spend our day doing so many things we need to do, checking off the to-do list, taking care of the kids, eating the healthy lunch, getting to the gym, whatever it is, we're very regimented people, whether we realize it or not. But I think most of us, if we look at our routines, what we do from day to day, it's like the same over and over again. And we forget to stop and just say like, what do I want to do? Or what do I feel like doing today? Love it. So my final question for you today is a lot of what we've already covered, but I'm going to ask it anyway, in case you have something else to share with us. So what is one way that you believe people can create a life that's better than their dreams? I think that it starts with redefining living the dream for yourself, because again, I think it's so easy to fall into the things that you should be doing and not stopping ever to even ask yourself, what do I want to do? Or is this still making me happy? And if you are really looking to live life on your own terms, which I think so many of us are, we need to ask ourselves, what are those terms? And what does, if the sky was the limit and anything was possible, what would I want to do? And so just redefining living the dream for yourself or even success. For a long time, I allowed external measures to define myself as a success, a certain bank account a salary, a working for a certain company, a certain size of a company, being my own boss. And the reality is external measures can be taken away. And in the absence of those things validating you as a success, do you still feel enough? And so while I still have external goals, redefining success from also um, internal metrics, like how do I want to feel? And am I able to show up authentically as I am each and every day, do work that feels in alignment with who I am? I think those metrics, measures are missing from a lot of our definitions of success because society doesn't include the possibility even that you could be successful and feel good. <laughs> it's mostly like you're probably going to be burnt out and stressed out and overwhelmed and never see your kids, but you can be a millionaire if you work hard enough. It's like, I actually think that if you decide I want to have a multi-million dollar business and be a present mom and a happy person to take care of myself, it's possible. You just need to set that intention for yourself and give yourself permission to feel good and reach for the goal and then take actions that align to that intention. Amazing. Thank you. And where can people find you? So the Dream Life Podcast, we'll be having your conversation on is my favorite place to be these days where we will talk, we talk just like this about redefining success for yourself, living the dream. And then online, you can find me at Tiffany Nicole Paul. And if you are interested in some products to sleep better, my company is thesleptlife.com. Thank you so much. This has, been, this has been a beautiful conversation. I appreciate you pushing the boundaries and helping us look at things in a different way. And thank you for continuing to move forward and doing the work and being willing to look at things differently when, you know, maybe things didn't go as planned for you and you opened up your eyes to this podcast and now that's serving an incredible audience. So I'm grateful for all of your work and continuing to move forward. Yeah. Thank you for being open to interesting conversations and creating these spaces. I think the more we can have these conversations in safe containers, the better. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. 
The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag IHurtMyLifeShow. That's hashtag IHurtMyLifeShow. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review. Because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.